Hello, everybody. On tonight's episode of Backseat Quarterbacks, I'm joined by Steven. I'm going to be very brief on this intro. We talk about a lot of things. We start with talking about Devontae Adams being traded from the Packers to the Raiders and Deshaun Watson being traded from the Texans to the Browns. Then we give a way too early semi-post-free agency division winner prediction from each division. Uh, it's fun. It's way too early. The draft hasn't happened yet, but you can never predict enough future stuff, right? That's what we've learned. It's content, right? We're a content machine here. We then talk about the Sweet 16 matchups in college basketball. I didn't say this much in the podcast. I alluded to it a little bit, but what a day gambling for me today. Oh my God, what a day. The Duke Blue Devils, the Arizona Wildcats, thank you for your services, ladies and gentlemen. Woo! And then we talk about F1 briefly, how Netflix has made that sport uh, a real success in America, and how we can hope it will do the same for uh, tennis and golf with those Netflix series that are in development. And that's basically it. It's a long, not that long of an episode. I don't know how long it is. I haven't, I haven't uh, rendered it yet. But it's a good episode. Um, I started the intro talking about where is Benny? What has happened to Benjamin? What's happened to our buddy Benny? Uh, well, you'll hear it at the start of the episode. He will be back for football season, and he might pop in every so often. So I'm just repeating what happens at the start with Steven. But I'm not going to keep talking on this intro because it's a long episode with a lot of content. So here is Steven. Steven, back-to-back weeks. Hello. How are you doing, my friend? Good, man. Great to be back. And uh, Benny, how are you? Oh, yeah, Benny, here's the thing. Benny will be back for football season. Uh, we've extended him the olive branch to be back on these episodes, but here's the deal. Uh, he has, he, he's too busy. He says he's busy. We don't know what he does. He loses bets. We do know that he loses bets. He might be back in rehab. Uh, he threatens to quit gambling uh, at least every couple of days. He never will quit, though. He's addicted. He's an addict. Uh, and he's probably not surrounded with the best group of friends to get him to quit quit the habit so uh it looks like it's stuck with him now hopefully it doesn't destruct his life but he will be back for football season he might pop on here and there for baseball stuff as we do our sports potpourri but tonight it's steve and i again here's the deal let's first talk the nfl as usual because we are an nfl podcast but then we're going to talk the f1 results college basketball we have a sweet 16 we're going to go over that and then finally, that's probably it, actually. I think that's it. I don't think we need to talk about baseball. Baseball was cool that we that it was coming back, but now I'm already bored, and there's just a few preseason games. By the way, you can gamble on the preseason. Uh, I have not done that yet. If I start doing that, call the hotline for me, Steve, okay? 1-800-GAMBLER. Yep. Uh, how's your day been? Or how's your week been? That's what I should ask. That was pretty good, which... F1 race today, and we got to watch a bunch of college basketball, bear down. Um, Thank you, Arizona. Yeah, yeah thanks, Arizona, for the live bets. <laughs> um, that's good. My week's been good as well. I We're going to start with football. Two big trades. Football has taken over every sport, right? I remember it was Thursday, uh, St. Patrick's Day, got sloshed. Um, and everybody's watching the tournament, right? It's the first day of the tournament. It's basically a gambler's holiday, along with St. Patrick's Day, which is an alcoholic's holiday. So basically, it's my holiday, right? Beer and gambling, my two favorite things in this world. Uh, and uh, the news came out that the Packers were trading Devontae Adams to the, to the uh, Raiders 
for a first and a second round pick in this year's draft. First of all, what do you think about the compensation that they got for Adams? And second of all, what do you think of uh, the Raiders getting him? Uh, I mean, would you agree Devontae Adams is probably a top five receiver in the league? I'd say he's number two. Cup's number one. Uh, yeah, so yeah, so I, I think what they gave up for him is might be kind of high, but I think if that kind of player is available, I would say it's worth it. And I think you get to re- reunite two teammates um, with Derek Carr. And I think that's a great trade. I think that makes them even better. Now they have, I mean, the whole AFC West now receiving core is been certain. Yeah, like who who would think the best? I, I don't even know what the worst two is, but maybe the Chargers with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Yeah, it's it's absurd. And can, you I, ma- can you imagine that's the worst wide receiver duo? Yeah, like, if it is. <laughs> that division's insane. There's actually a promo on DraftKings, all four AFC West teams to make the playoffs, 20 to 1. It's not going to happen, but the fact that that's even an offered prop is is pretty <laughs> spectacular because they're going to kill themselves in the division, right? Like, you're, you're yeah. going to have a team get probably four losses there or five losses in, in division games. So, uh, the thing that kill is, everyone else. Yeah, that's true. The thing is, um, compensation wise, I think it was uh, not as much as people would have thought they'd have to give up, but they did give him $28 million a year in the biggest wide receiver contract ever. Uh, Adams can probably thank Christian Kirk for, for that and, and Mike Williams, who you previously mentioned, both getting $20 million a year deals while probably not being top 30 wide receivers. Uh, Devontae Adams is a top 30 wide receiver. He's top 20. He's top 10. He's top five. He's top yeah, you, three. You can, so. you can drop the, the, the zero on the three. <laughs> yeah. So if uh, I think getting him is good, uh, Derek Carr and him are buddies, like you said, from college. And they said they wanted to play together again. Uh, he's still relatively young. Derek Carr on a sneaky $19 million a year cap hit. That's probably the best contract in football after Brady's being 25 or 23 million or whatever Brady's is, which is also a joke that we're seeing quarterbacks get $50 million deals. And here we go with, with still probably a top, yeah, definitely a top three guy uh, making 25 million a year priorities, but whatever. Um, I think it's a great acquisition for the Raiders. Every team there's loaded. And it's going to be firepower uh, from every team. The defenses in that division are really good too, though. Uh, I cannot wait. It's going to make afternoon football amazing because all these teams play West Coast schedules, which has um, historically been a bad window for the NFL because they put three or four games max on in the late window. And usually there's some sleepers in there because, uh, you know, the Broncos have had Drew, Drew Locke at QB the last few years or the uh, Chargers before Herbert. I guess they had Rivers, but still, come on. And yeah, I'm excited for this division. It's going to be so much fun. Cannot wait. Uh, the Packers getting rid of him was odd because a lot of people uh, thought him and Rogers were, uh, you know, the, this, this dynamic duo. It looks like it was always planned that Adams was going to leave after this year. And all those last dance memes was uh, Adams was out for sure. He didn't want to play in Green Bay anymore. Green Bay offered him the same money. Uh, he did not want to be there anymore. And Rogers comes back. We talked about Rogers coming back uh, last episode, of course, signs this ginormous deal. And now he's left with his best receiver being Alan Lazard and probably Aaron Jones at the backfield. And if you recall, I remember this so vividly in that playoff game against the 49ers, 
he just laser focused on Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones. He would not throw to Lazard. He would not throw to Tunyon. He would not throw to MVS. And now they don't have a receiver there. I'm expecting them to draft one, but I feel like moving Devontae Adams takes the Packers out of Super Bowl contention. I don't think this is a Super Bowl team. And it makes the NFC, who was already the weak conference by a long shot, even weaker. And so it's it's seemingly looking like it's going to be a two or three team race to, to be the NFC representative in the conference. And I'm going to say it's the Bucks heavy favorite. Then um, the Rams who look like they're retooling and, uh, and, and going to come back with about the same roster. A few, a few changes there. Allen Robinson's going to step in uh, for the Robert Woods spot, who was obviously heard there. They, they moved Robert Woods to the Titans and maybe the 49ers. If Trey Lance somehow uh, can look like a pro quarterback, I'm going to, I think the 49ers should hold on to Jimmy G as a quick aside, because the, they have a legitimate shot. Now, unless Trey Lance is, you know, that guy, I would hold on to Jimmy G, <laughs> but uh, that's just me. What do you think about the Packers side of this, Steven? Yeah, I don't know what they're doing. You would think that how unloaded the NFC is right now that you'd want to stack up and be a guaranteed one of those top top teams i mean but adam adam, having... adam said he was out he wasn't going to play under the franchise tag and yeah, he wasn't going to take their contract so and i and i i don't know if the report like came out true that that um he actually got offered more money than the raiders offered him yeah yeah so he he, he really didn't want to pay, play for them yeah i that i don't understand why I thought it was odd because Rogers fawned over him. My greatest teammate ever, all, all this stuff. I, I don't listen. I'm an Aaron Rodgers hater and the evidence keeps coming out to support my, my view of this guy. It doesn't seem like he's very likable in the locker room. Uh, a lot of his teammates aren't very, aren't fans of him. Uh, we see that with, uh, was it Greg Jennings who talked bad about Rogers and now Devonte Adams forces his way out to, uh, probably a much worse situation outside of marketing himself, right? Vegas is probably a better spot to get endorsements and whatnot, but that's it. The football situation, a lot better in green Bay. You're playing with Rogers. You're on a team that's gone 13 and three for like what the last three years. And <laughs> instead you forced your way to what looks like on paper, the best division in football history. And it's paper, right? That we said that about the NFC West last year, but still, you're probably at best the third best team in this division. Uh, just looking at it, maybe fourth. Yeah. So, it, I don't know what he either loves Derek Carr or he just soured on Rodgers and and uh, and the organization as a whole. That was the big trade number one. Uh, do you have anything else you'd like to say about that trade, or are we good? No, I think we're good off that trade. Yeah, it was just that was. I think that was almost. I mean, this next one's pretty out of left field too. But I think for some reason this one felt more surprising to me. Yeah, because I don't think it was really in the works that he was going to get moved, but it looks yeah. like it was this whole time. It was in the works. It just like it wasn't in the works to any inside public. Or anyone. <laughs> uh, the bigger the bigger trade probably was one that happened the next day on Friday. Deshaun Watson, who uh, we talked about ad nauseum throughout this the this season, um, probably going to be suspended for six to eight games, if not the whole year this year, uh, was traded to the Browns for three first round picks and a second and a third, I think was what it was. Um, real quick here, his base salary this year is going to be $1 million, meaning if he's suspended, it does not affect the uh, Browns ability to 
have other players fill in. They already signed Jacoby Brissett. By the way, a great backup QB. Um, that's a that's a really good signing, in my opinion, because he's probably going to be starting a lot of the games this year. They gave him a $250 million fully guaranteed contract that almost, uh, almost certainly uh, has X'd out the being able to take the salary back if a player's suspended uh, for personal conduct purposes, which is what he'll be suspended for. A lot of people mixed reactions for this. I'll give my take real quick. I don't think it's a good trade for the Browns, and I don't think it's good for Watson either. Uh, outside of my obvious feelings of what I what I believe he did and what I think is very abhorrent behavior, I also don't think he's that great of a quarterback, especially uh, especially with the money you're gonna you're paying him. You're giving him a quarter billion dollars to hopefully lead your team to a Super Bowl. That's that's their goal, right? They're trying to load up. And a lot of people were saying, you're not going to get a more talented quarterback than this if you're the Browns. Well, I would rather have Baker Mayfield on a $25 million deal than Deshaun Watson on 50. And the reasons are, I don't think Deshaun Watson is $25 million better than Baker Mayfield. I think he's better, but when we're getting into these high cap number quarterbacks, it gets harder and harder and harder to build a team. And we know we've said this all the time that the salary cap is fake, that they're able to work around it all the time. But I thought about this for a while and I I do believe the salary cap is fake. Sorry. I'm talking so long real quick. I'll I'll let you, I'll let you say your piece in a sec, but um, the, the remember when the saints in the mid 2010s had those three years where drew Brees was in his prime and they went seven and nine, seven and nine, seven and nine. That's because they had to keep kicking the, the, the tab down the, down, down the hill. And eventually it came back to bite them in, in those years. They weren't able to sign a defense. Now the Browns have, um, Andrew Barry's the GM. He's a genius. It seems he's a, he's a finance guy. He really knows numbers. I, all these GMs do. But this guy is going to, it looks like he's going to try to navigate the cap in a way that really makes this deal cap friendly for, for the most part. Don't know how you do that when it's five years, 250, that's 50 million a year. I know that they already are basically saying this year doesn't exist. So we're going to see how those cap numbers look when the official contract comes out. I, I just don't think it's a great move for the Browns. They've hemorrhaged their future. Three first is a lot for a guy who has serious issues, it seems. And has never actually proved to be the best QB or the top three QB or a top five QB in the NFL. He was, he had a a few pretty good, really good seasons, but his last year starting, this is the craziest thing about the whole thing. Deshaun Watson's last time playing quarterback was before the pandemic. Okay. He has not played since then. He went four and 12 his last season as a starter. And I know the team wasn't that great. And we've, I've harped on this point many times. Find me another elite quarterback that's 25 in their prime and go four and 12, and you won't be able to find it. The closest thing's probably Matthew Stafford. And what I would just say to that is the Lions had a much worse team than the Texans did two years ago. They did. And he also didn't go four and 12. So boom, there you go. My thoughts on it. I think it's a fine trade. I don't think it helps either. either. I think it helps the Texans getting rid of Deshaun Watson and getting all those picks. That's great for them. I think it's bad for the Browns. Uh, understandably, they wanted a they wanted a new QB. I thought it was ironic that they said they want an adult at quarterback. Do they know that Deshaun Watson is a 23-time accused sexual deviant? That seems very adult-like. Hmm? I don't know. I don't think it is. And uh, 
That I don't know. Listen, he's better than Baker, but is he $25 million better than Baker? And they also don't have any receivers there besides Amari Cooper, who has not been that great in his career. I think he's a good receiver, not a great receiver. So we'll see what happens. Uh, probably won't see them do anything this year because I assume his suspension is going to be at least a quarter of the season, if not half the season or 10 games. Steven, take it away, my friend. Yeah, no, I was, I, I, Baker really hurt himself last year by being hurt and continuing to play. Mm-hmm. For some reason, that, I don't know why that one year, everyone's outlook on him changed. He, he's probably their best quarterback since most people have been alive. <laughs> best Browns quarterback since anyone's been alive. Yes. So I don't, I don't understand. I know the argument that people will say, well, then you're just going to be a middle of the road team whenever it can get to the Super Bowl. I uh, like what they were building. They had a, at least a shot. Um, probably not now with how stacked the AFC is, but you have a shot. I don't think Deshaun Watson gives them that much more what they can put him over the top. You know what I mean? No, no. I don't think Deshaun's he's definitely better, way better than Baker, but yeah, I don't think he's like someone you would trade for. Like if you traded for like, you know, like Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, like those are there's only like five guys you think you could trade for that would like give you an, an amazing chance to make the Super Bowl. Unless you have like a loaded team like the Rams, like where Stafford's gonna be that mid tier guy that's gonna bring you to the Super Bowl. So yeah, yeah. I don't I don't think the Rams are even close to what the Rams built. So I don't really know if the, I don't know what they're doing. There's gonna it's gonna suck in like five years when that contract comes out and they've maybe made one more playoff run. Well, I think we forget. And I, I, a lot of people hate Baker. I don't like Baker. I don't, I think he's uh, a dickhead. I think he's overhated. Yeah, he is overhated though. He was very close to beating the chiefs in Arrowhead stadium in the playoffs two years ago. And yeah, Mahomes got hurt. That's a huge deal. But I mean, still the, there was one play in that game that really changed momentum when, uh, when uh, what's his name? The, their, white safety you know what i'm talking about the worst the yeah, worst. Yeah. Uh, sorensen yeah daniel yeah. sorensen uh when he helmet to helmet t higgins and or not t higgins sorry rashad higgins and they didn't call it and he fumbled it out of the end zone that that totally changed the, yeah. the momentum the browns were probably gonna win that game and if they win that they're in the afc championship game and baker last year you're right he played hurt and it hurt him as, as being a value asset as a quarterback. Listen, I hate the Seahawks. I'm very adamant about that. They should trade for Baker and pay him 20, 125 million over five years, 25 million a year, guarantee 50 million of that, or, or six, the first two years of that. That would be so good for them. They are literally going to have a, but they'd have a budget quarterback. And the Colts look like they're going to be the ones that get them. That'd be great for the Colts. And Listen, I, I know I don't know. I'm just like these teams are giving out these quarterback contracts, and we have never seen a quarterback on a contract like that win a Super Bowl. It has not happened in the NFL, and until it does, uh, it hasn't. That's like, like that's what it is. And Matthew Stafford just signed a huge uh, resigning or uh, a huge um, contract renewal, but the contract he was on last year was not what he's going to be on the contract Brady's on for all these Super Bowls never, never has been that mo- monumental. Um, Mahomes, contract when he won his Super Bowl was a rookie deal. We can go through literally the last 20 years of quarterbacks and compare their contracts. And in relation to cap numbers, not just real money, because of course the cap's gone up. So 50 million is more is, you know, less than it would have been 
back when Tom Brady won in 2004. But we can relate those numbers, and you would see that quarterbacks making up that percentage of the cap have never won a Super Bowl. And maybe that changes this year because now there's more of them. I don't know, though, because it's hard to build a roster when your quarterback's making $45, $50 million. You don't have endless cap room. Okay, that's the two big moves in terms of trades. Uh, A free agency signing I really like that I just want to highlight. The Bengals signed Lael Collins, uh, the Cowboys' former tackle who's been really good, to a deal today. They've totally revamped that offensive line. Another AFC team getting better. And it's just looking like a bloodbath in that conference. So the only team that hasn't done anything in that conference so far, the only two is the Colts who look like they're going to get Baker Mayfield. And then my Patriots who Bill Belichick is just, uh, is upsetting me to, to the umph degree with what he's done, his lack of action in these playoffs. You have a rookie quarterback. He's done nothing besides let a trick. He's done nothing. And I'm not going to really complain about the Patriots like that because they, they're not going to make the playoffs last year unless they have an amazing draft and those rookies are so impactful because what he's done is just he's kneecapping his own team. I don't understand it. So what we're going to do here before we talk other sports is I'm going to give you division way too early division picks. Okay. The way too early division picks. And I'm going to give you the odds. Give me the division winner. Okay. And, and reasoning behind it. We're going to go AFC East first bills are minus two twenty five. Patriots plus 350, Dolphins plus 650, Jets 22 to 1. Who do you have winning that division and why, Steven? Uh, I still think the Bills. I mean, mm-hmm. they they added Von Miller. I think that contract's a little high, but I don't think he'll play for the full contract, so I don't think it'll be as big as his people think it's going to be. No, it's basically I a four-year deal. Yeah, I, I, and I, if he plays four years. But, yeah, I think I think they're gotten, they've gotten better – the Patriots have lost a lot of people. Um, a lot of offense. They've lost like two offensive line to people, right? Yep. They gave Shaq Mason away for a fifth round pick, a top five guard. They traded him to Tampa Bay. So uh, at least Tom yeah, Brady gets you. him. Yeah, at least Brady gets <laughs> him. But Shaq Mason, yeah. a, a legit top five guard in football with a $7 million cap hit, which is not much at all, uh, to open up cap space. What move were you going to make, Bill? What are you yeah. doing? If there's a big move to be made, then I then okay, but I haven't seen it yet. I don't think anyone's left. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Uh yeah, no, I got the bills. I don't I picked them last year, and I think it's it, you see it every year. The Patriots dynasty just made us forget that there's ebb and flows generally in, in divisions. Mm. And I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be the Bills for the next four years, and then if Miami ever gets a quarterback i could see them somehow doing that too but i think i think it's gonna be the bills for the next five years okay yeah i have the bills too right now uh barring only something insane from the patriots i think it's gonna be the bills i think the yeah. patriots will be fine uh a i think they're still a playoff the team yeah a chance to make the playoffs a it's, a, it's a stacked afc but if they make the playoffs i don't see them really getting deep at all uh bills got a little better the patriots have got dramatically worse the dolphins haven't really done much and the Jets are the Jets. So, are the Jets, yeah. We don't uh, have to worry about that. them ebbing and flowing to the top. <laughs> yeah, we can, we can hold off on that. AFC South, Titans are even odds. Colts plus 160. Jacksonville 6-1. to one. Texans 22-1. to one. I'm going to say if the Colts get Baker, I think the Colts win the division. 
I think Baker is a dramatic upgrade, not dramatic, but I think he is an upgrade over Carson Wentz. Um, you have Jonathan Taylor, Frank Reich's a good coach and you just do the RPOs and feed it to Taylor. You're going to be fine. It was really Carson Wentz being a bozo the last two weeks that forced him out of the playoffs. The Titans on the other hand, um, they got Robert Woods, which is probably an upgrade over Julio at this point, but Woods is also coming off of a torn ACL. And they just get the same player. <laughs> yeah, they just got another another kind of banged up receiver. But Woods is younger. Uh, Tannehill, it looks like they're going to give it one last go with him. Uh, Derrick Henry should be back fully healthy. I just think the Colts at plus 160 is a little better value and not just value, what I actually think will happen. I think the Colts are a better team. Jacksonville, 6-1. to one. You got a new coach there. They've been the worst team in the, I said the Patriots have been the worst team. The Jacksonville Jaguars have been the worst team this offseason. They've given way too much money to very average players. Uh, Zay Jones and Christian Kirk got, I think, $32 million combined between the two of them. They aren't top 40 receivers, and you're giving them that type of money. Uh, okay. So I don't like what the Jaguars did. They cut Miles Jack, probably their best defensive player, <laughs> because they're signing all these other people. Texans, future looks bright. That's all I'd say about Houston. So I got I got the Colts in this one. What about you? Yeah, I got the Colts too if they get Baker because I think or Jimmy or Jimmy. It, if you get Jimmy too, that'd be yeah. Or I think Baker though would be better just because mm-hmm. the Browns and the Colts they run kind of similar run first offenses. So I think that would actually be like he could learn the playbook so quick, and I think that would be something he's used to. And he's someone who can actually make throws as well. He doesn't have to just do check downs. He, he can actually make throws if he needs to. So mm-hmm. I got them. I think, though, I think the Titans will still be competitive. Um, I understand Jacksonville wanting to pay people more. I think you kind of, in those, in those spots, you got to pay people more to get them excited to come to Jacksonville. And then if Trevor Lawrence is that guy, once you can actually get him weapons, then, then they don't have to pay people, overpay people as much. But that's like a few years down the road. So, and then a few years down the road, though, you're giving Trevor Lawrence a second contract, and then now, <laughs> so I mean, yeah, yeah I get what you're unfortunate saying. Thing. Yeah, but if you're a team like the freaking Jags, like they've they've never been a team that's good. No, that's true. Um, made One the AFC Championship pretty recently. Uh, yeah, no, it doesn't count though. They didn't. If they would have won it, maybe, but. Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles started an AFC Championship game, and you're and people are out here criticizing some quarterbacks. Get out! Come on, you can win with anybody if your team's good. Uh, AFC North Browns are the favorite at plus one sixty. Ha! That's actually pretty funny. If you if you bet that, have fun. Just give me that, okay? Just give me that, and let me put it on something else, okay? Let me put it on the (laughs) let me put it on the Arizona Wildcats live, okay? At minus one thirty, Baltimore Ravens, Baltimore Ravens, plus two twenty five, Bengals plus two twenty five, and the Steelers nine to one. I'm gonna give you mine real quick. The Bengals just made the Super Bowl, got a lot better. The Ravens, so that's my pick. The Ravens, Lamar Jackson has regressed pretty. Uh, like staunchly since he won his MVP, he had a fine season last year and then, or two years ago. And then last year he got hurt and he wasn't that great when he was playing. He threw a lot of picks and I would not pay Lamar the 45 million that he's probably going to get. Maybe the Ravens don't do that, but I think this year, I don't, I don't know. Ravens. Okay. The sleepers, the Steelers. And I'll say this, they made the playoffs last year with big Ben. Okay. Big Ben 
was terrible. And they brought in Trubisky. And I don't know if Trubisky is the answer, but Trubisky, I don't want the illusion of him being like funny, like bad to actually cloud people's judgment of that. He led the bears to the playoffs twice. Okay. And the bears are not a good franchise. They haven't had a good roster the last few years. They've got even worse this, this year since he's been gone, but um, he led the team to the playoffs two times in his rookie deal. And he has talent. He was a second overall pick nine to one. Pretty zesty. That's all I'm going to say. But my picks, the Bengals, uh, you're getting good value there. I, the Browns being the favorites, a joke. Like that's just Browns fans betting the Browns because Watson's probably missing six, six to eight games. Unless they have inside info that he's playing the full season. And even, even if he is, I'm not going to take the speculation of him coming back and being what he was two years ago. He literally hasn't played since before COVID. The world's changed. The game's changed. Passing by. I got the Bengals. Steve. Uh, yeah. I wasn't going to pick the Bengals. And also, I don't want to pick the same as you every single time. I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick Steelers. I think mm. the team's still good. You're not locked good. in, so you can change that when we actually do picks. That's a good pick. Yeah. I think the Steelers have a shot. I mean, if you have old man Big Ben still making the playoffs and the Bengals had like literally the season of all seasons for them, at least since we've been alive. Um, yeah, give me give me a team that's proven good. Best, I would say, probably top five coach in the league with Mike Tomlin. Uh, yeah, I, I think the Steelers are good. I think they they know what they want with Trubisky, and I think they know how to game plan with him. So, um, Yeah, not a bad I pick. Think, I think they could win. I think they honestly could win. I was thinking Ravens. but Okay. Yeah. AFC West, final AFC. KC plus one one fifty, heavy favorite. Broncos plus two fifty. Chargers plus two seventy five. Raiders seven to one. Um, again, the Raiders seven to one is really good value because number one, they finished second in that division last year. All these teams have got better, but they still they've got better too, right? They got Chandler Jones and Devonte Adams. Chandler Jones and Max Crosby are going to be really really dangerous that's probably the best pass rushing tandem in football outside of maybe what the chargers have in khalil mack and joey bosa so it's not it's not like they're bad uh i think i think i'm still gonna go with the chiefs but my my whole thing here is the chiefs have done four or five straight years and again we've been clouded by the patriots and we expect this long-term success to continue forever and it just doesn't and the chiefs did look banged up last year they looked like they weren't going to make the playoffs after five weeks and if that happens again this year they're not winning that division but i do think the chiefs should be the favorite rightfully so they've also got better um and they have mahomes who as much as i hate on him is really damn good so i'm going to say the chiefs although I can't wait for these interdivision games, right? You got four quarterbacks that are relatively young. Russ is the oldest at 32, and I think Carr's 30 or 31. And then you have Herbert and Mahomes who are 26, 24, 25, whatever. That's going to be fun for the next couple of years, hopefully. So give me the Chiefs this year. Early pick. I re- I, uh, I might change it. This is before the draft, right? This is basically post-free agency, pre-draft. So give me the Chiefs right now. Stupid. Yeah, I would hate to not pick who I actually thought was going to win. I think the Chiefs probably still win, but I'm picking the Broncos. Then we're picking against them. 17-0, and 0, baby. Let's get it. <laughs> You'll pick them every week, too, so that's actually a good pick for you. Okay. 
<laughs> NFC. NFC East. Cowboys are minus 115. Eagles plus 300. Uh, the Commanders. Again, you go two years without a team name and you come out with the Commanders. Come on. That's just bad. I, we you know talked what? about I, so many better names that we yeah. thought might happen, and none of, the, none of those got picked. They picked one of the most generic bad ones. Uh, the Washington Commanders, the Washington football team, that's what their name's going to be forever now to me, is uh, plus 400, and the Giants are 7-1. to one. The Giants cross off immediately. Commies cross off immediately. It's Eagles and Cowboys. The Eagles, sneaky chance to acquire a quarterback, okay? Jalen Hurts seems to be the starter, but they have a chance to be in play for Jimmy possibly Baker there's I don't know where people end up actually at this point there's still teams that need quarterbacks I think the Eagles are one of them uh but the Cowboys have the best team and the most talent in this division by quite a, a healthy margin so I'm going to take the Cowboys what say you yeah I don't know how you can't pick the Cowboys even though they suck but you know I'm they're just lucky them. to be they're just lucky to be in that division yeah they're lucky that not, the one that one of the teams didn't want to go to uh, <laughs> one of the quarterbacks didn't want to go to their division and try to. Yeah, they it. actually the, they had a deal in place with the Eagles for Wilson, and Wilson said, "Nope, I'm not going there. Sorry." Uh, probably made the good choice. Uh, the North Packers minus one seventy five, Vikings plus two seventy five, Bears plus seven fifty, and Lions twelve to one. Um, okay backwards to forwards the lions nope sorry uh looks like they're drafting aiden hutchinson first overall think he's fine don't think that's the right pick but whatever the bears have probably had the worst offseason and i i said the patriots but the bears actually have got dramatically worse in in a way where it's like i don't understand what this franchise is doing they need to build around fields. Fields got banged up a few times last year. You haven't addressed any of the needs. You're letting players walk. I don't, I, this is, a, and by the way, I say the Patriots. The Patriots just made the playoffs last year. The Bears have one of the worst records. So I don't know what their plan is. I think they're going to be really bad. Uh, the Vikings, that's my pick. The Packers have nobody besides Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones on offense. The defense is fine, but the Vikings are going to have uh, continuity with, uh, with, um, Jefferson, Kirk, uh, and uh, Thielen, Dalvin Cook. That offensive line is bad, but address that in the draft, and I think that they'll be fine. I don't know. I'm not going to take the Packers at minus money when they just got rid of the second-best receiver in football and gave a, a, the bag to Aaron Rodgers, who looks like he doesn't even care about winning. He just wanted money and control over the, over the organization. So go control it, Aaron. We'll see how your, your moves pay off. They're by far the better, the best team, and I understand why they're, they're minus. But but being having to put seventy five dollars uh, extra down to win a hundred is you know that's a little hefty for me. I like I like the Vikings two seventy five. Boom. Yeah, no, I I kind of like that too. I think I think people hate on Kirk a little too much. He does get overpaid, but I he's still a good quarterback. So the schedule's not out yet. The schedule's not out yet, so as long as the Vikings have minimized their primetime games, if they only have three or four, you know, you could chalk them up to 11 wins because they're going to lose those four. Probably a few more along the way. But they can get to 11. Okay, sorry. They, sorry. Can, they, they can do that. Yeah, they, they're probably the only team 
in America that head of health team is like, please do not give us any primetime games. We do not care about the income share. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Take it away from us. Give us the Monday. Give us the, the Sunday 10 a.m. game, please. Every week. Yeah. I like I like the Vikings. Justin Jefferson's really good. I don't think people realize that. Honestly, uh, yeah, he's easily a top 10 wide receiver. Yeah. Maybe, maybe top five on a good week. Mm-hmm. NFC South. This is probably the easiest to me, but Bucks minus 250, Saints five to one, Panthers eight to one, Falcons eight to one. Uh, I think the Panthers and Saints are there at their at their current numbers, just in case they add a quarterback. But I don't think adding Jimmy G or Baker gives either of them a chance. And it looks like Falcons are going to ride with Matt Ryan. The Falcons roster is terrible. The Bucks, even if they had to use Blaine Gabbard this year, I thought were going to be in the mix. Two fifty, it's a lot. Like I would bet none of these futures, and except for maybe the Vikings or the Steelers, honestly, just for what it's for what it's worth, because your money's going to be tied up for almost a year. So unless you're betting big money. And big money meaning like thousands of dollars. It's pretty much pointless unless you think it's free. I think bucks minus 250 is free, but I'm not betting enough to where I'm just going to like say, hey, hold on to this $250 for me to get $100 in, yeah. uh, in, in, in January of next year. And so, but I think the bucks are the easy choice and you'd be, it'd be kind of bizarre if you bet something else. If Brady even got hurt, I think they have a chance to win this division. So. That's how bad I think the rest of it is. <laughs> like it's a terrible, it's terrible. The NFC East is probably better than this division, I think, from two to two to four. So probably. Yeah. Tom's making a good Tom made a great decision to come to Tampa two years ago, honestly. Like bravo. I don't know if we saw this coming. I don't know if he's a future uh, fortune teller, but geez. He calls your brains. He's like, hey, when are you retiring? <laughs> He just ask, he asked everybody. He's like David Tepper. Well, you bringing in Sam Darnold? Okay. Mad Mad Ryan, you're good. You're good. Just having a. He's calling yeah. him. He's like, he's like, Ugh, what I've been seeing from Sam is looking real good. Yeah, he's telling. He's giving pointers. Yeah, you agree with the Bucks? Uh yeah, I really. I think this is probably the most sure. Like out of all the division, I think this is the most sure thing. I agree. Uh, NFC West. Rams plus 160, 49ers plus 180, Cardinals plus 300, Seahawks 10 to 1. Seahawks 10 to 1, if they got Baker, honestly, that, that would probably move up a little bit. That's not terrible, but the roster's bad outside of that. I don't want to, I'm not going to touch that. Uh, I think the Rams are pretty safe at plus 160. 49ers, if they start Trey Lance, I'm just not sold on Lance. So I'm going to, I'm going with, I'm going with the Rams until I'm proven otherwise. Uh, I just want to prove how fraudulent the Cardinals are. So I'm going to pick them mm. to win the division and then lose first round of playoffs. I'm going to call it now again. And I'm not going to change my pick. This is a pick I will not be changing in our actual podcast. I'm going to, I'm going to live by this. This is actually what's going to happen. They're going to win again. Everyone's going to be high on them. Like this is actually their year. And then I'm going to lose first round again. I don't care who they're playing. <laughs> okay. Well, there we go. Uh, we have a sweet 16 in college basketball. And I'll tell you every year when March rolls around, I watch the, I watch the, um, conference tournaments and I watch March madness and I kind and I, you know, every so often along the way I'll have, I'll, I'll watch a college basketball game here or there 
when I have something on it, if you know what I'm saying. But I really learned to watch just two, three weeks of college basketball. That's about it for me. I can't, I can't stand the game. Uh, it's, it's a terrible product. And I say all that to say that I had one of my better gambling days that I've ever had, thanks to a couple of live bets on the Duke Blue Devils, Coach K's last dance, and the Arizona Wildcats. Bear down, baby. And uh, yesterday, also the Gonzaga. So it's honestly been the three blue blood uh, teams have carried me to a good a good uh, couple of days here. We have a Sweet 16. Okay. Gonzaga plays Arkansas. The one seed plays the four seed Arkansas. Duke plays Texas Tech in the West Regional. So we're going to go through each of these real quick. I don't expect you say you haven't watched much basketball. Neither have I. I, I, I have been watching March Madness, though. Okay, okay. Gonzaga is eight and a half point favorites over Arkansas. You're looking at a man across the camera that has bet Gonzaga to cover both of its first two games. Memphis, uh, they did not cover. They almost did. And uh, Georgia State, they did not cover. They almost did. They actually didn't cover that by one point. And I think with Memphis, is one point, all or two points. Eight and a half is a lot of points. Gonzaga's played really bad in the first half of both of their games, and they limped into this tournament, in all honesty. And that's the one team I actually have watched a little bit because I go to the school. Uh, and it's, you know, it's fun. It's a fun atmosphere to, to be, to watch like Gonzaga at, at a bar because people go, people go crazy, even when they're playing teams that they're favored by 35 points against. So now we're actually playing good teams. That's where the more, that's where I'm more excited about. I think they finally cover. Uh, it's, it's like nut up or shut up time. Okay. And drew Timmy kind of said that at the end of the game where after the first half, they were down 11 against Memphis. You can't have halves like that. Arkansas is not a great team, but they will beat you if you, if you play at a low level. So I think Gonzaga needs to lock in. They have four days to prepare for this. I'm going to take Gonzaga to cover the eight and a half. Uh, I'll bet it again because eventually I feel like they have to, it's either they're going to cover or they're going to lose. Right. So I'm going to, I'm going to take, I think they're going to get to the finals for what it's worth. Uh, next time you hear us will be Sunday. So it'll be after the final four. So we'll know if they're in the finals or not. Right. Is that right? Is that not right? No, that's not right. We'll know if they're in the elite. Eight. No, we'll know if they're in the final four. Well, yeah, yeah we'll know if they're in the final yeah. four. Yeah. Okay. Cause the lead will be Saturday, Saturday, Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got Gonzaga covering that. How about you, Steve? They haven't covered yet. You have them um, winning. That's that's a better question. I have them winning and covering. The covering is. I think they win. I don't think they cover. Okay. I think okay. it's a. I think these last few games are going to be. I think besides. No, actually, I think St. Peter's will play Purdue pretty well. So no, actually, I think most mm -hmm. of these games will be close. St. Peter's. How about that? Um, okay, the other game in this in this conference or this, this bracket of the brackets is um, Duke, Texas tech. Duke is plus one against Texas tech. This is my theory. Duke is going to get one game gifted to them by the refs. Okay. They're not going to let coach K go out in a close game, at least for the first one. Now, maybe you're going to say that was Michigan state today. Although the refs did not really help Duke. It was really Apollo. Boncaro, or however you pronounce that name, a top five pick in the, this year's draft that um, that bailed them out. I still think Duke wins this against Texas Tech. I think Coach K's career ends against Gonzaga. That's that's what that's what I picked. 
this is actually the bracket where I've been perfect in and it's chalk, right? It's one, two, three, four. So that makes sense. But I, uh, I do believe that Duke will take down Texas tech. You're getting a pick them basically. I like that. Give me Duke. Dukies. Uh, I mean, I hate Duke, so I'm just going to pick Texas Tech. I haven't watched – actually, Texas Tech is the one team I have not watched. So I don't know if they're good <laughs> or what they're good at. So give me Texas Tech. Okay. We move into the South Regional where Villanova is four-and-a-half versus Michigan. Uh, Michigan probably shouldn't have made this tournament, but are the final – or did Purdue? Yeah, Purdue won. So there's two Big Ten teams left. There was, I think, eight or nine in the tournament. Always an overrated conference. And I guess you have to give births to, to certain places. But the Big Ten gets way too many teams in there. And they fail year in and year out. Michigan's the 11 seed. Villanova's a two seed. Villanova, the best free throw shooting team in the history of college basketball, beating out a couple of nerds from Harvard in 1985, I think it was. I saw that stat today. I'm not, I'm not just pulling this shit out of my ass. Uh, Villanova, four and a half. I like that. I think they win pretty convincingly. Michigan's not that good. And Villanova is that good. We need to have a conversation. We'll never have this conversation because we talk about college basketball for two, for, you know, two weeks here. But Jay Wright is... Uh, an elite level coach and he doesn't get the respect that people like Calipari or Bill self get when he's been just as successful with a much um, smaller program. That's what I'm going to say. Give me, you know, if I, if I'm hiring a coach, you know who I look at? I look at Jay Wright. I look at Mark. I like Brad Stevens. Okay. The people that lead the teams that aren't the greatest teams to, to great levels. That's what I'm saying. Congrats, Bill self. You're back in the dance. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> You're in Kansas. You should make, you should make the final four every year. Okay. You should make the Sweet 16 every year. <laughs> every single year. By the way, Gonzaga's made the Sweet 16 seven straight years. And I think Michigan's second. I think Michigan's made it five straight years. So I've never understood how people say a college team can choke because it's a one and done tournament. Like, I think as long as you get out of the, the if you get out of two rounds every single year, I think that's pretty good. Unless you're like, like if you're a top team, that should be like what you shoot for every year. Yeah. Sweet 16 every year. That should be the minimum. Hopefully better, but yeah, I have Villanova here. How about you? Uh, actually, yeah, Villanova has been one of my favorite teams to watch uh, during the whole March Madness. So yeah, give me the nerds who make free throws. God, I love a good. Listen, nothing makes me angrier than people missing their free throws, and you know that. Uh, come on, just make your free yeah. throws. What is yeah, the on, other game? <laughs> is it Arizona? Is Arizona the South? I I need to bring uh, that back. Houston, Arizona. Jesus Christ, that's a great game. I don't have a line for that. That line hasn't been made yet. KPOM, which is the analytic for college basketball, has Arizona ranked second in um, their rankings and Houston ranked fourth. So this is a really tough Sweet 16 matchup. God, I think Arizona has the the second or third most talent in this this dance. What not? But... God, I'm going to pick Arizona because I have them in my final, but this would, this is a game I'm staying away betting purposes, unless you're giving me Arizona minus one or two, which if that's the case, I'll probably bet Arizona minus one or two, but this is, um, I don't have the line. It hasn't been made yet, but this is going to be a great game. I cannot wait for this. Woo. Give me the, give me, give me the, give me the wildcats. We just made money off of them. You can't diss them. Fair up. Mm. Wait. What team is the – they're the Cougars, right? Houston Cougars? Yeah. Uh, um, well, Cats cutting it up. 
unfortunately, I had this exact same matchup going into the lead eight, and I had mm-hmm. Houston winning in my bracket. Ooh. Okay, we'll ride with Houston. I'll tell you yeah. this. I, I have one bracket. This was my law one. school. And, yeah, you shouldn't make more than one. If you make more than one, get out of here. Yeah, I have one. It's cheating. It's cheating. I have one, and I'm in law in my law school, and there's like 75 brackets. I'm in fourth place, fourth or fifth place. So I don't think I'm going to win it because I have um, – but I have six out of my eight Elite Eight teams left. But so many of us have the same finals. So uh, I don't know what my prospects are, but – I don't think they're great to, to really move up from where I'm at if I get everything right going forward. So whatever, I'll take fifth. Uh, the Midwest, Kansas minus seven and a half versus Providence. Everybody picked Providence to lose in the first round. And then a lot of people picked them to lose in the second round, including me in the second round. Uh, Kansas is a much better team. The Big 12 is a much better conference uh, than whatever Providence plays in. What do they even play in? Uh, <laughs> give me Kansas seven and a half. I'm picking a lot of favorites. I understand that. The upsets usually stop after the first two rounds. This is when the good teams actually separate themselves. And I think Kansas is a good team. Providence, they aren't good in second halves. And they looked great against Richmond today. And it's one of the few bets I lost this the, today. And it didn't make me feel any different about Providence. Richmond's a mid-major team. Had, had a lot of age on their team, which is usually good in college. But give me Kansas. They're, they're the much, much more... Um, good team wire to wire and they're they're a top five team in k-pom also providence is nowhere near that providence actual luck percentage by k-pom ratings is number one in the country and i don't know how they do that but hey that's that's their yeah. analytics i just listen to them yeah, some math nerd figured it out yeah give me kansas seven and a half how about you yeah i'm gonna pick kansas too it looks like providence plays for the big east conference big east yeah big east sorry and yeah, I don't like Providence. So give me, give me Kansas. Uh, Kansas might actually. Kansas is going to make the final four. Of winning. Yeah, I think I have a pretty good shot of making it to the finals. It's getting easier and easier. Um, yeah. Miami versus yeah. Iowa State is who they'll have to, Miami or Iowa State is who they'll have to play in the Elite Eight to make the final four. Yeah. That's, uh, that's... That game's going to be weird. Iowa State won two games last season, Stephen. Two games. And other than the Sweet 16. That's pretty, pretty impressive. Miami is on the other hand, they're pretty good. I don't think anybody picked them over Auburn today. Uh, I don't think anybody picked Iowa State over Wisconsin. So there's a couple of big upsets there. I'm going to say Miami. Iowa State's a good three point shooting team. So they, if they get in rhythm, they can, they can win this game. But I think Miami has a better team. I'm going to be honest. I don't zero players on either of these teams. So I don't, I don't have the authority to speak on this whatsoever uh miami uh, it's a pick em. i'm gonna just say miami i think kansas wipes the floor with either of these teams and i'm gonna add on my one pre-tourney bet was over one and a half one seeds make the final four at minus 115 that was a good bet it looks like but we'll see we'll see uh what'd you think miami are you going to iowa state you know, I'm going to roll with Iowa State. The Cyclones. Uh, yeah, the Cyclones. I'm going to only put it at 54. You, Jesus. I, I bet the under in that game today. That was one of my best bets. UCLA minus two is taking on North Carolina, a 4-8 matchup. Uh, North Carolina 
great win against Baylor almost collapsed Brady Manick, who is their best player. I, I know that guy because I bet on North Carolina before this year. And all he did for me was, was win me money. And when he got ejected, it was a BS ejection. Uh, the refs really tried to bring Baylor back in that game. And North Carolina couldn't get it out of the full court press. I'm going to take UCLA here, though, for this purpose or for this reason only. UCLA came into the season ranked top five. Preseason rankings don't mean much, but they're a good team. They made the final four last year. The only reason they lost was from an insane shot by Jalen Suggs Gonzaga, who uh, everybody, like, if you watch sports, you saw that shot. Uh, they're a good team. They brought back their entire roster pretty much. North Carolina has, has this is a great run for them. You know, I, I think that nobody really expected them to beat Baylor. A lot of people picked them plus five and a half in that game, but nobody actually thought they'd win. So I'm going to go UCLA. I think UCLA makes the final four. I mean, we're going to talk about the next game in a sec, but yeah, UCLA, I think wins this. Steve, what's your pick? Win UCLA. Okay. Uh, Purdue, 12 and a half, St. Peter's. St. Peter's, congratulations. Uh, It ends here. (laughs) That's like, that's all I'm going to say. I mean, I I think St. Peter's, it's, nobody wants to see St. Peter's win here because eventually it ends in a blowout. And that's, that's a sad thing. Like everybody loves the upsets in the first two rounds, but those ratings and stuff get worse as these teams that nobody knows makes it further and further because they're going to get blown out eventually. And they're a nice story. Purdue has a top three pick in Jaden Ivy on their team who looked great today. And I just think Purdue probably blow them out 12 and a half St. Peter's is a good team. Like they're fine. Like it's not like they're a bad team. So 12 and a half might be a little, might be a little high. Um, probably staying away from this line, but I got Purdue. Yeah. I like Purdue as well. I like that line though. Mm-hmm. I think St. Peter's can keep it. I, I think they can keep it close. I bet they lose by like eight. So I think if you can get a 10 or 12 like that, like I mm-hmm. think that's a bet all day. Not a bad bet for you, huh? Okay. That's enough of college basketball. We'll talk about it one last time this year. Okay. That'll be next weekend. So people that are bored of it, which is understandable. The game. Yeah. There's only like three more weeks of it. I want to say one thing. One thing that grinds my gears is I'm not a big Gonzaga defender. Like I, I honestly don't care. I go to the school. I'm not, I'm not wrapping myself in the flag of the, of the bulldogs. Okay. But when people say like Chet Holmgren won't be good in the NBA because of how he plays in college. I want you to watch an NBA game and I want you on another screen to have a college game up at the same time. And they're different sports. The spacing in the NBA is so much different than college. Chet Holmgren is the same size that Kevin Durant was or Giannis was when they came in the league. And what have they became? Probably the two best players in basketball right now. Now, I don't think Chet's that, but he's a three-level scorer who's an A-plus defender and the only two centers in the NBA who would easily body him at this current size is Jokic and Embiid. So you're looking at and a guy. They, that, uh, they and, should on normal NBA players. So <laughs> yes, you're looking at a guy that will be a top five defensive center day one, probably. He's Evan Mobley, but a lot better at defense and a lot better at scoring. And Evan Mobley looks like a future all-star. I'm not saying that this guy's going to be a Hall of Famer or an MVP but he's a unicorn and he's, his floor is basically Chris Stapps Persingas that knows how to defend. And 
if he doesn't get hurt, player. yeah, if he doesn't <laughs> get hurt, that's a, a a big three member of a championship team, and his ceiling is probably, uh, I can't, I don't know, I'm not like it's stupid to give like these player comparisons, but I I think like his ceiling, if he could develop a better shot outside and better movement and put on a little weight, is something really good. Like he, he could be like a better Chris Bosh or a Kevin Durant light. And if you can get to that, you're going to have a 15 year career. Now there's other players in this draft that are going to be good. It might be great, but when you have a guy, a three level scorer who's an A plus defender, uh, guess what? That's rare. And there's a reason that people have a draft mock this high. When I see on Twitter, people are like, he won't be good in the league. He's too skinny. I want them to see what Kevin Durant looked like when he was a freshman at Texas. Okay. Or what Giannis looked like when he got drafted because they were not these specimen. Well, Katie never got big, but neither did Giannis was just a, a very small, lengthy, uh, grease player who obviously put on immense muscle. And I don't think Chet ever does that, but that's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's all. That's basically my only point. I'm like, I can't believe people are saying like, look at this college player playing college. If, if college meant anything to scouting and prospects i'll tell you this drew timmy would be probably the first overall pick luke garza last year would have been a top pick tyler hansborough would have been uh will chamberlain jj reddick jj reddick would have been better than steph curry yeah Yeah, like okay let's watch they're different games they're different games that's that's my that's my gripe so okay that's all my gripe is steven f1 take it away my friend our correspondent you're in Bahrain right now thank you for staying up with us yeah yeah it was a long fight long fight do you even know where Bahrain is yeah it's I'm not I'm not looking at a map it's in uh god is it in Africa it's like Africa slash Middle East it is Middle East okay okay I'm happy I'm happy I got that right it's it's an island it's an island I did not know that yeah it's an island well it's like it, there's like a road i don't know if it's like a real road or like a man-made because you know like they like to make those but it's basically like north of qatar like okay. a little island like off of saudi arabia that's what i thought that's uh, yeah, that's where that's where i was thinking okay it's beautiful out here um the weather is too hot mm. it's 120 degrees right now uh but uh, we had ferrari finish p1 p2 and we had Red Bull finish. Oh, what was that? Oh, they crashed into each other and got no points. Oh, looking like a good Red Bull season. We had, we had. A, it was a great race, though. You watched the whole race. I didn't watch it all. I watched the first. I saw the. I saw the, like Verstappen and Leclerc battle at the at the like fifteenth lap or whatever it was. That was pretty good. I watched. I didn't end up watching until I left at uh, about ten ten thirty to play tennis. And I was like, ah, oh, uh, okay. I didn't think Max was going to win. And I was like, okay, I had money on Max Verstappen. So I was like, I was yeah. just going told. I'll tell you this. Yeah, you're it was my, a great race. So yep. Haas, Haas getting fifth. Magnussen was zooming down the track. Um, it was insane. I don't know what happened to Gasly. I know he DNF, so I forgot what happened to him. But it was a good race. I was, I was actually really surprised. And Botas is ripping it in an alpha. We got Haas finishing top five. Ocon finishing seventh, like the, there's, it was actually like a good race instead of just last season where it was just 
Red Bull and Mercedes absolutely destroying everyone except for like a few races. So hopefully this isn't a one-off race and the whole season's kind of like this where different people are actually catching up. I agree. And I, I'm gonna this is this is my this is what I'm this is my basis on this. Um not basis, but th- here's my here's my thoughts, quick thoughts. Uh F1's a lot better sport when Ferrari's great. I think that's similar to other sports when you have your blue bloods being um, yeah, when when Duke's good, when Kentucky's good, like, yeah, people yeah. want to see those teams do good. Yeah, they have they have history with them. Ferrari looks like they're going to be competitive all year. I mean, it's early, but still, like these cars don't change week to week in that in that yeah. big way. Um, serious problems with with Mercedes. They aren't going to be the fastest car this year for the first time in in almost a, in like over half a decade. Uh, it's Red Bull is going to be the fastest. It looks like Ferrari's probably second, and then it's a big gap to to Mercedes. What happened to Red Bull today is funny, and it's it's good that it happened because I had money on, like I said, I had money on versus happened. Guess what? If you don't win, I don't want you finishing the race, okay? At least put it all out on the track. And I know I know it's car like bailed them, but they'll be fine. They'll be back next next week or whatever. But the problem, Mercedes has a lot of problems. Uh the biggest issue, and this is further down though, is McLaren looks terrible. They're done. Like they're they're not going to be competitive. It looks like, right? Didn't they finish in? I guess Red Bull finished in last place, but that's because they crashed out, right? It's not like it's not well, like yeah. they, they were in well, last place. They were in second they, and third or second and fourth. So. Uh, Williams, uh, Latifi, and uh, Huckenberg uh, finished below them. Okay, but one guy was a fill in. Uh, I believe he's an F2 driver filled in for Aston and Latifi. I, I think he had something wrong with his car and wasn't doing good, but McLaren should be, you shouldn't have you having Williams and both Haas, both Alpha people finishing above you. Yeah. Yeah. Ricardo, the star of drive to survive, basically. He, he's kind he of was in every up. scene. He yeah. was in every scene. He's really, yeah. He's not going to be a – He's my, I don't think he's going to drive next year for an F1 team unless it's Williams or something. I want him for the publicity. That's really what it is, right? I mean, like, and Lando, Lando's good, but this does not look like a good car. And, again, didn't watch the whole race, so I can't speak on everything. But my observations are basically that I think now it's a th- – I think it's Red Bull and Ferrari, 1A, 1B, and then a little gap in the Mercedes. And I think they'll get it together. I still think Lewis is probably the, the top – you know, two drivers, him and Max, I think are the two best drivers. And then George Russell is still is, is a great driver too. And when all cars are equal, I think that those six of those three teams are going to battle it out really well. And there's, and like you said, uh, maintenance and finishing fifth is awesome. It's good that it's not just going to be the same every year because driver survives fun, but the actual races are kind of boring when it's just two guys, uh, where you could just flip a coin, right? And it's really, that's fun on the last race when they're tied up and when they crash into each other on laps, but that's drama to you. That's like, you know, that's not fun for a full year um, as much I, as the TV show makes it seem. So it'll be nice to get some more parity. Great for, cause it definitely did it. I think it's a way to get people into F1, which it did for me. Like I watched that. I was like, oh, they may, maybe F1 would be fun to race. I was like, fun to watch. And like, I'm really into F1 now because of that. But then when I started watching Driver's Survive this year, as like someone who now watches F1, as like actually watches it, I'm like, and maybe I think maybe the season was just bad. I just didn't like it. 
as much. Yeah. And I wish Verstappen would quit being a loser. And I, he's my favorite driver. I wish he would do the oh. interviews. Yeah, I agree. It's so stu- I think they should all like have to do the interviews. Well, the, Netflix is doing the same thing with tennis and golf. And I want the tennis one to be so good because tennis, by the way, we can real quick, a uh, quick, quick aside. One of the biggest tournaments of the year concluded today, and it was Rafael Nadal against an American, Taylor Fritz. Taylor Fritz is going to be featured in the, in the Netflix show. And he's pretty good. He's pretty young. He beat Nadal in a finals of one of the top 10 tournaments in the world today. And it was a great match. Nobody talks about it because you have March Madness on, you have NBA, you have F1. And it's like, maybe that Netflix show will help tennis because I, I obviously have tennis. I'm partial, but um, it's been a crazy tennis year too. We have one of the best players, my, one, my, one of my favorite players slamming his racket against a, an umpire's chair and everybody's freaking out saying he should be banned from the sport for life. I disagree. Uh, you have Djokovic who is not even playing in many tournaments because of the vac- vaccination. You have Nadal, 35, started the season 20 and 0, winning his 21st major. You have Federer that looks like he might be retired, but he posted a video of himself hitting the ball yesterday, which got everybody hyped up. Medvedev, uh, new world number one, the first new world one, number one since um, probably 2008 since like Andy Murray. So it's been 12 years of Federer, Djokovic, Nadal, Andy Murray being number one and finally a new number one. You have a whole bunch of storylines and, and fun, great tennis and nobody talks about it. So hopefully Netflix does it with that. With golf, golf's probably harder to get people into because golf's more of a, you either like playing golf or you're old and you resort to playing golf. You know, there's not many good personalities, I think on the tour outside of, um, a few of the guys and the people that got on golf on the on the golf one it looks like aren't the aren't the ones you'd really want i guess more cows on there and justin thomas i think but do, and brooks kepka but you don't have rory you don't have i don't think duchambeau's in there i hate that guy but you don't have john yeah. rom you don't have a lot of people yeah, I but think. bryson's yeah. like a really good personality though like he would be a great like yeah, he's he a villain character and he likes being the villain character, so he'd be great on TV. I hope he's in that. Actually, he might be. I read the list. There's a lot of there's a lot of because uh, like I watch his YouTube in there. Ian, Ian Poulter's the biggest dickhead there is, and so yeah. he's in there. That's gonna be good. People will hate him, but he's not even competitive. Like I don't know if he even ever makes yeah. a cut anymore. I haven't heard his name on the on the final leaderboard yeah. in a long time. <laughs> At least Shambo like sometimes like makes a cut and wins tournaments. Like he's not bad. Yeah, yeah, DeShambo, DeShambo's a good goal. But I think all sports that are, like, or not popular in certain countries or, like, are less popular sports, like, I think it would be cool. I think, like, an eSports one would be cool, too, like, if they could do the narrative right. Okay, that's uh, enough for this podcast. <laughs> yeah, but no, I'm just saying, like, any sport. Like, even, like, some, like, MLS for, like, the United States, if they did that, like, it would probably help grow the sport. Yeah. I think I think anytime you make content, if you get the right people involved and the right right uh, editors on the on the yeah, they can make anything. You can make everything good, and I, I I'm looking forward to the to the tennis one especially. But because we'll see. I know people who watch the Drivers Survive and have never watched an F1 race in their life. Like, the, but yeah. they they find the show interesting. Yeah, one hundred percent. But okay, Steve, I have to uh, write a twelve page law paper tonight and tomorrow, so. I think we've we've gone over enough. This is a good this is a good episode, you know. Give you give you some some uh, listen some good content. Okay, next week we'll be back. We'll have a final four. 
Uh, hopefully football stays in the news. We didn't even talk about NBA. NBA playoffs are starting soon. We'll start talking about that. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm honestly starting to train like the NBA, like college basketball. I'll start watching it when it's important. I will say this. The Lakers are in the 10 seed now. LeBron is basically just going for personal stats. That's it. And he doesn't play defense anymore. He's still great when he wants to be great. He just doesn't like he doesn't turn it on. And it's like, yo, you guys are in tenth place. You know that, right? You're gonna end up playing the Suns in the first round if you get out of the playing games. You're gonna have to win two games to get out of the playing games. You're gonna lose to the Suns 4-0 or 4-1. Like they're not gonna win that series. It's gonna be oh, it's gonna be sweat. blow. Huh? Yeah, probably get sweat. Get sweat. Get sweat. It won't even be close. And I don't even know where the Lakers go from here. And so I'll tell you this. It's looking like a dawn of a new era in basketball where it kind of looks like LeBron's and it's kind of sad, but it, it doesn't look like he's going to be, he's no longer the best guy in the NBA. And I I'd say he's f- at best sixth. Like there's no way he's better than Giannis or Durant or Jokic. I don't think he's better than Luca anymore. I don't think he's better than Embiid. Uh, then you might have him there, but I'd say there's arguments for other people ahead of him still. And so he's, He's still any any given night, right? If you say one game, who do you want to win the game? You're gonna take him in your top five because he could still turn it on like that. But it's kind of we're we're witnessing probably the the down the downfall of um LeBron's like peak. And we no, definitely we are. It's not it's no question. Like he's been great, he's been the best player in basketball from probably 2005 to 2020. So 15 years. That's a huge. That's an amazing peak, and it's it's looking like it's probably over. If if I had to, I mean, it is over right now. Watch watch what happens at the playoffs. They get from the playing game. They they beat the Suns in seven. They, that'd be hilarious. Anthony Davis, you know, Anthony Day to Day Davis, is uh still out. What is wrong with that guy? Okay, that's basically that's that's it for that. Okay, we'll talk about more, more NBA in the next couple of weeks when uh, the playoffs get coming closer. So, Steve, I bid you adieu. Good luck on your paper. Oh, thank you. It's going to be terrible. It's... I'll tell you this. Want to know something? There's a last thing, law school related, unsports related. I have a class. It's called property. Uh, it's not a fun class, but it, it's a class you have to take. And I, uh, I, st- <laughs> I studied for one day before the midterm. It's all multiple choice. So I think maybe I can learn all this in one day. We get our grades back. The average grade was a 75. It was a 20 question midterm. I got uh, an 85, which is, uh, I was, I was very surprised. (laughs) I missed three. I was like, oh, wow. How about that? I just guessed on a few, but hey, I'll take them. Sometimes that's all that counts. That's all that counts. Yeah, multiple choice. I love it. So, hey, maybe I'll get good grades this semester. It's it's looking that, it's looking that way early, Lassie. Also, you know what? I'm going to just give an observation here. When people go to a bar and they're like, hey, we're all going to buy pitchers. Guess what? Buy yours last, okay? Because what ends up happening is somebody gets a pitcher, then another person gets a pitcher, and then nobody wants a drink anymore. And so you end up having to buy another pitcher, which is not how it's supposed to be. But I'll tell you this. I went out for St. Patrick's Day. I ended up, my bill was about $45. I bought three pitchers. And three Guinnesses. The three Guinnesses were for myself, okay? I just was sipping some Guinness while I drank Coors Light out of a pitcher. 
my friend bought one pitcher, so that was four. Nobody else bought pitchers. So everybody's just drinking my Coors Light pitcher. I don't like it. Yeah, next time I go, I'm buying my pitcher last. How about that, Steve? You agree with that? Unless it's with like my friend, like my That's Lacey it. friends, where then then I understand we're all going to drink hard. But I thought we were going to drink hard, and I'm the only one that gets shit faced. Oh, what's, what's up with that? Yeah, that's yeah. Because when we go to Fridays, like we have another pitcher coming before like the pitcher's even finished. Of course, we gotta we gotta go. Yeah, hey barkeep! Hey barkeep! Yeah, I, that's why I usually and if I go to a bar, I usually just buy my own drink. I don't really go to them very often. That's why I hate the pitchers too. I'd rather buy my own drinks, but uh, I like buying a different drink every time too. So that's why I don't usually go. <laughs> fancy, but okay. That's basically it. Just a, just a fun little life story there. Steve, guess what? I'll talk to you next Sunday, my friend. We'll talk earlier than that. We have to do our race. Steve and I are doing a re- a live season of F1 on on uh, <laughs> on the video game. So we uh, I won Bahrain. Steve took second podium we're, we're red bull we kicked off uh verstappen and yeah we don't even know where they're at <laughs> we should have done ferrari right a real realistic result <laughs> yeah but, uh, the game's not updated though they have a slower car oh yeah we're smart then so yeah first and second uh steve's probably gonna win the win the trophy but we're going for the constructors cup the biggest yeah. thing you know so okay i will be wrecking out of monaco when we do that race in a couple of weeks so just just a, just a flash forward just letting you know <laughs> okay see you steve thank you have a good night we'll talk next week